Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Look around here. You have all these people praying for you. You have all these people praying for you. Amen. You may be. One other thing with respect to Andrew and Avonlea, and we've done this a couple times, and I, I enjoy doing this. I want to give them a Pentecostal handshake. Amen? So, what I want to ask you to do, you may see one of them over the next few weeks, um, or today, if you've got $5 bill, a $10 bill, $20 bill, a $50 bill, which is red, and a, a brown $100 bill, I know the colors, I want to encourage you to sow that into their life and bless them. So you're not just giving them something, but what you're doing is you are sowing into them and you will reap a harvest when you do that because it's good soil to put into. I'd love to bless them so that they have in their pockets $1,000 plus just cash. And it's not making noise because it's paper. Amen? I, I, I know we're generous people and we have an example and an opportunity right here to pour into them. And what you do, a Pentecostal handshake, is you just put the money in your hand and you don't wave banners, you don't say, here I come. You just shake his hand, you say, God bless you. And he'll look at you funny because he'll feel it. And then you just smile and say, God bless you. So I want to encourage you um, to, give, to give a Pentecostal handshake to Andrew and Avonlea. Hallelujah, amen? Children, if you haven't left already, you may be dismissed. Wow, we put up extra chairs today. Amen. Woo! That's fun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Territory. Territory. What is the territory that God has put in your heart? What is the territory that God has caused you to see? We spent the last two weeks, the first week we talked about Abraham. And how God said to Abraham, he had to rise and he had to stand up. He had to leave where he was in order to go where God wanted him to go. You can't experience new territory staying in your old territory. It's, it's not possible. You can't stay with an old mindset and expect a new mindset. You have to let go of one in order to get to the other. And I believe this year, 2015, is going to be an amazing, incredible, off-the-charts year for every single one of you here. I believe God's got territory for every individual here that is territory that you just dream of. I believe it with all my heart. 
I am convinced inside of my heart that God has territory for every single one of you. Some of you, it might be territory that's been lost, and you go, man, I've lost years. I believe God's going to give you back those years. Not only that, but God gives back with interest. God doesn't just say, here's three years back. He says, here's the three years back, plus whatever you would have had in those three years I've got for you. That's what I believe is the territory for some of you. Territory that is regained, that was lost. It says what the enemy has stolen. Man, I'm excited already and I'm only three minutes in. But God has territory. For some of you, it's going to be regained. Territory that was lost is coming back. Some of you, it's going to be territory that if you stood up and you looked, you'd say, if only I was smart enough, if only I had money enough, if only I had connections enough, but I'm here to tell you, you have the finances. He's called Jehovah Jireh. I'm here to tell you, you've got the connections. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I'm here to tell you that he is the one that will take you from where you are to the territory that he has for you. And it takes you getting up from where you are Abram had to get up from where he was. He had to leave his family. He had to leave those things that were dear to him in order to get to the place that was dear to God. The territory that God has for you is precious to God. I am convinced that God has territory for you. I am convinced that he likes to tell you about it. I see that in Abram. When he talked to Abram, he said, Abram, I want you to see the stars. Can you number the stars? I love looking at the stars. I, 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 I get some of these Facebook things from NASA, and, and they had a picture of the Hubble spacecraft, and they had a picture that was only framed the size of that screen, and you couldn't count the stars in that picture. Can you imagine trying to number the sand on the shore. That is the kind of territory God has for you. He took Abram and he says, look out there. Can you count that? One, two, three. One, two. I don't know about you, but whenever I try to count the stars, I have to start again and again and again. I just, I, you know, don't talk to me when I'm counting the stars. God has territory for you that is precious to Him. You have to leave what you consider precious, what you consider yours, what you consider comfortable in order to get to what is considered His comfort, His precious, His treasure. You can't have both. It says in the Bible, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't do that. You'll go crazy. I believe this year, 2015, God's got land and territory that is new territory. I believe he's got regained territory, ter territory that was stolen, that was taken away, that you look at and say was lost, and he's going to bring it back, and he's going to give it more. I see David and, and Samuel, when he was living in exile... He went out at war, and I believe it was the Amalekites that came and took everything he had. 
And he came back, and the people were ready to kill him, literally. It says in Samuel, I believe it's 1 Samuel 17, I believe, I could be wrong. But it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord, and he says, Lord, what do you want to do? By the way, every time you're looking for territory, do not leave God out of the discussion. Do not take territory on your own ideas. Always talk with God. You see that with Abram. You see that with Moses. You see that with Joshua. You see that with Joseph. You see that with David. You see that time and time again in the scriptures. We get this idea. It's my idea. No, I want to see with eyes of faith what God has for me, and I will talk with God about it because he's the smartest one here. He's got like a PhD to infinity. So when I need an answer, I might as well go to the one who's the smartest. Quit wasting my time looking at me and going to him. So David inquired of the Lord, should I go after them? And it says in those verses that God says, go and recover some. No, go and recover all. So I believe 2015 is going to be a banner year for every single one of you here. I believe it. I believe it. And if you get around me, you might hear me shake your hand and say territory. Because I want you to start thinking territory. I want you to start thinking, what does God have for me? I want you to start seeing the things that God has in front of you. I want you to start seeing the land. I want you to stand up and start looking and seeing. When he talked to Abram, he says, Abram, I want you to look north. I want you to look south. He says, I want you to look east, and I want you to look west. He wanted him to look everywhere. God's got territory for you that the compass can't even keep track of. Territory. So this week, so last week, we, first week we talked to Abraham. Last week I talked about territory, how God remembered the territory. God can give you a dream when you were a kid. God called me to preach, and I'm not kidding when I say this, when I was six years old. I just turned 49. I'm not 50 yet. I quit my full-time job about five years ago, roughly. I was ordained over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, almost. I had a dream there, were, there was one moment in this time when I actually said to my wife, I don't care if I never become a pastor. I'll just be happy to keep working. I was so tired, so exhausted, so frustrated. I said to her, you know what? I don't care if I ever do that. You know what? God remembered the dream. There might be some, you might actually go, I am just so fed up with life. You might even have people's names in there instead of life. You might say, I'm so fed up with, don't, don't say it out loud, don't say it out loud. But you might go, every time I turn around, this happens. Every time I take one step, I get slammed upside the head. Every time I think I'm actually crawling out, I, I, oh, I get dumped on again. I'm here to tell you, God does not forget. 
the dream and the picture and the territory he has for you. And he came to Moses 400 years later after talking to Abram and he says, get ready, I'm going to take him out. So some of you might be sitting here and going, well, I'm X number of years old. I'm 20 years old. I'm 25. I'm 45. I'm 49. I'm 58. I'm 63. And the dream has died. I'm here to tell you, no, it hasn't. God remembers it. And last week we saw that in the life of Moses, how God remembered the covenant. And you know how he remembered? He heard the cry and he saw the oppression. So if you're crying, cry out to God and he'll hear you. And if you're afflicted, don't worry, God sees it. So God remembers the territory. And this week I want to look in Joshua chapter 1. So if you could turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. And I got Kieran ready and he's going to read the first eight verses. So you're going to follow along with him. You ready there, buddy? Yeah. Awesome. Joshua chapter 1. He's read it so many times, I think he's memorized it in the Hebrew. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Now it came about after death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot tra- treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river of Eputites and all the lands of Hades, as, and as far as the great sea toward the seating of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will never fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give the people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. I have not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Awesome, man. You know, Kieran, you stand up here for three minutes and read and everybody claps. I'm up here for 45 (laughs) minutes and nothing happens. How do you do it, buddy? Amen. God is getting ready to take you into your promised land. Are you ready? I want to show you a few things out of this passage for territory 
on some keys on how to gain and how to possess your territory. And the first thing I want you to see, and I just love this, it says, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore now arise. You can't take with you some old things. You can't. There are some things in my life that will not go with me to the promised land. There are things that I have stopped doing in order that I would get there. Quit dragging the person that is dead with you into the new territory. It says in the Bible that the old man is dead and we are a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And you know what happens? As believers, it's a disease. It's called resurrection. We're good at it. We try to be good at it. But we're resurrecting the wrong man. We're resurrecting somebody that's dead, that the Lord has killed, and he says, I've called you out of darkness into my light, and what we're doing is we're trying to take that old man with us everywhere we're going. The old way of doing things, my old life is dead. I don't have a dual personality. As a believer, I don't have a dual personality. I don't have a good personality and a bad personality. I, have a new, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Therefore, old things have passed away. They have passed away. The last time I pass somebody, I don't let them catch up to me again. I am a competitive person. I didn't realize it till I started evaluating it. But when I play a game, I like to win. If I'm in a race, I'd rather be ahead than behind. And when I'm behind, I... As many of you know, I enjoy bike riding. And one of the first times I rode my bike, I had a mountain bike. So I've got to justify why this happened. I didn't have a road bike. I had a mountain bike with the straight wheels, and the wheels were like an inch and a half, two and a half inches thick. They're not the nice skinny ones that I have now on my road bike. With Pastor Daniel and Brandon have the same. We go fast now. But I had this mountain bike, and I'm riding, and one of the first times I rode, and I'm going around the Abbotsford Airport, and I didn't realize how competitive I was until a guy passed me. And he didn't say, hey, he didn't say anything. All he did was go, Phew. and I'm pedaling, and I'm, and I'm going, as, I don't ride for pleasure just to go, oh, this is good, eh? I, I, like, I want to go fast. So I'm pedaling as hard as I can, and this guy passes me, and he's got more white on his beard than I do. <laughs> Therefore, I did the math, and I thought he's older than me. And I'm pedaling, and the guy whizzes by me. You know what I did for about 15 seconds? I pedaled harder. You know, you can always go harder. You think you're giving it everything you've got, but there's always another gear you can give. I'm just telling you that. For, for, that's just a free tidbit, but people sometimes think I'm doing the best I can. No, you know what? There's always something you can do harder. And I thought I was giving it everything, and this guy passes me. He doesn't wave. He, doesn't th he just passes me, and he keeps going. And I pedaled hard for about 15 seconds, and I didn't get any closer. Well, I started counting how many people passed me. You know, I had one day, I had two girls pass me. <laughs> oh, that's like demoralizing. <laughs> but now I'm on the upside of the passing. But I found 
I would actually bike ride and I'd turn a corner and I'd see somebody half a mile up. And then I'd start pedaling. Because it's like, I'm not going to be behind you. I want to get ahead of you. And when I got past them, there was no way on God's ground, green earth that I was going to let them pass me back. It's like, not a chance. Do you know, we have to have that attitude in our spiritual life that when we want to get to the new territory, those things that I passed are not going to come back anymore. They are in my past, dead, gone, buried, and they are now in the rearview mirror getting smaller, 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 and smaller. You can't get into the promise and into the new territory if you keep dragging what was giving you in the old territory. And Joshua said, God tells him, Moses is dead. Get up and move on. Now I want you to turn down to verse 6. When you get ready for the new land, be strong. Not be Boston strong, be God strong. He says, be strong. God's got territory for you, and one of the keys on for you to incur and to, to experience that territory is you have to be strong. You have to be strong. And when you look at that word, one of the thoughts in that word is actually to be hard. Not to be unloving, not to be uncaring, but to be hard. You have got to be so determined and so convict and so confident and convinced in yourself of what God is having you to do that you don't allow those other things to come. You have to be strong. Have you ever... Parents, we know what it means to be strong. We got children. And your child comes up to you. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And you look at your wife, and your wife says, be strong. <laughs> you said, no, be strong. Well, it's kind of like the same idea, except it's even better than that. But the moment you move from the past that had you towards the territory God gives you, you have to be strong, hard. You can't let those things come with you. And you know what? They all of a sudden, they start to smile at you. And you say, well, I want to get rid of this. I've, I've got a, I've, I want to get rid of a bad attitude. And all of a sudden, the bad attitude, well, you know what? It's not really that bad. Oh, you know, well, I have a reason for behaving like this. It's called other people. I have, I have this disease, and therefore, because of this disease, I'm allowed, and I give my, and what happens is we don't, we say, no, I don't care about other people. I'm changing my attitude, and I'm moving forward. The attitude that was there is not an attitude that's going to survive in God's promise and God's territory for me. So you have to be strong. Not only do you have to be strong that way, but I got a news flash for you. Every time you take territory, somebody has to give it up. And I told my wife this a few weeks ago, and she goes, "Oh." But I have to, as your pastor, I must tell you, gaining new territory is not all rosy. 
I would be lying to you if I said just skip along and have a great day and you're just, oh, I'm so happy and everything's great and now I'm in my new territory and everything. That's a, that's baloney. <laughs> the moment you want to get to your new territory, what happens is things start to resist you moving forward. Because now what you are doing is you are taking the territory that somebody else had. And the children of Israel had to take territory. They couldn't just sit back. God said, I want you to go and take that city. Do you know what? They had to march around Jericho once for seven days. And then the seventh day, they did it seven times. And then the amazing thing is how God brought the victory. He didn't bring it through guns. He didn't bring it through swords. He, he brought it through shouts. There is an aspect of territory you must be ready to fight for. But the amazing thing is the moment you get ready to fight, God says, shout, and the walls fall down. But you have to be ready to do the marching. You have to be ready to do the encompassing. You have to be ready to go around it and obey what God has said. Be strong. Don't give up halfway there. God has territory for you in 2015. Some of you are starting to walk in it now. And some of that territory, it's just, it's just the open door. Shane and Karen, I am so thrilled and excited for the property and the house you have. That is just a step. That is just like a little piece. That's like a tip of the iceberg of what God has for you. Don't sit back and say, I have now arrived. No, sit down and say, God, what's next on the horizon? What is next for you, for you to give me, for you to have me experience? And don't just look at it in a physical way, Shane and Karen, but also look at it in a spiritual sense, that God is establishing your house spiritually and he wants you to increase. I am tickled. I mean, I'm giggling. I'm tickled so much for what God has for you. And it's not just Shane and Karen. I believe it's for every one of you. But be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be hard. Say, you know what? I'm experiencing new territory, but I can't live with that mind. I can't live with a renter's mindset anymore. Because now I'm an owner. Literally. I can't live with this kind of idea or this thought. I can't live with this process of evaluating things because the territory I'm going to is a territory that will not accept or allow me to live in that mindset. This mindset doesn't, it doesn't work here. A mindset of ungratefulness, a mindset of dissatisfaction, a mindset of no pleasure, not thankfulness, a mindset of of distrust, a mindset of anger does not fit in the mind in the land where I'm going. In the land that I'm going is a land of thankfulness. In the land that I'm going is a, thank, a land of gratefulness. In the land that I'm going to is a land of an abundance. In the land that I'm going to is a land that's flowing with milk and honey. I can't have a mindset of lack when I'm standing in a mindset of abundance. So be strong. I can't tell you that it's going to be easy. I wish I could. But the moment, there was times when I said, God made me stronger. And you know what? He did. <laughs> and you know what I went through? I lost friendships. 
people that were dear to me, dear to Winona. And I said, God made me stronger. And you know what? People turned on me and said things about us. <laughs> Hello? I'm supposed to be. I had to be strong. I couldn't give in. I couldn't allow my attitude to be affected. I couldn't stay there in order to get there. I tried. And I could only stretch so far. I mean, I can't do the splits. You can't get to there by... You, you can't do it. Be strong. I just love this. When you look at that word, be strong, if you were to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 31, I believe Moses tells Joshua that three times. And when you get into this chapter, I believe the word be strong is used three or four or even five times in chapter one. Do you think God's got a point? I believe God's got territory for all of you. But I'm here to encourage you, be strong. Be strong. Don't be weak. Say, God, you've got this territory for me. I'm going to go for it. The next thing I want you to see about this is not only does he say be strong, but then he says be courageous. And if you go to verse 7, it says only be strong and very courageous. And if you look at that word very, what it means is it means great in a number of extent. It doesn't mean just like, oh, just a little bit. It means like have courage. And then have courage of your courage. And have courage of your courage of your courage. Be courageous. Embark on things that you would have never embarked on before. Not because of what you believe, but because of what God has said. And therefore you believe what He says. Expect something. So be strong. If you want to experience the new territory, be strong and be very courageous. You want to write that down. You don't want to forget that. Because what happens is, you're, the moment you start walking, all of a sudden, people are going to be saying things. You're going to be hearing voices. You're going to be hearing things. Oh, you're not good enough. You don't deserve it. Oh, you're not smart enough. Oh, do you know what mistakes you made yesterday? And now you think you can go in the promised land? Do you know God knew the condition of the people of Israel? He wasn't like, oh, they're going to stay with me forever. He even says, you know what, you guys are going to turn on me. He says, but I got land for you. Do you know, God isn't thinking you're never going to make a mistake. But he still has land for you. He's still got territory for you. He gave Jesus. Do you know that he says, I know that there's going to, David's going to make a mistake, but I'm going to give David grace. I'm going to give David something so when he makes a mistake that my grace is sufficient for him and that he will get beyond what he used to get stuck with. Be courageous. If you look at the word courageous, it also has the word strong in it. Those two words, it's like be strong. Not only be strong, but be strong, strong. Be strong in your strength. Don't give up. There are situations that will come that will test you on your way to the promise. And if you aren't going to be strong, and if you aren't going to be courageous, you will not be able to weather that. You will not get past that because you will be stuck in those areas. Be strong. Be courageous. Oh, this is such a great sermon. 
This is so fun. Pastor David said there's territory for us. Hallelujah. Raw, raw, raw. And then he says, be strong because it's going to be tough. Yes, because God, the, the, the pleasure that is here is going to be worth it all. The price that you will pay to get to this prize will actually be the prize that you have. Because you are going to look back and you're going to walk with somebody else and you're going to say, you know what, I used to be here, but I got over that. But the power of God, loneliness, fear, rejection, insecurities, I got over that. My mind playing games on me. I got over it. God gave me peace. And now all of a sudden you're walking over with somebody and you say, you know what? Because God gives joy. God gives life everlasting. God gives strength. God gives newness. God gives abundance. Every promise I see of God is a progressive promise. In other words, God does not take back. It says he gives and he takes away. But every time he takes away, it's so that he can give you something better. He's, I'm a father, and I love my children, and I will do everything I can to give them something better. But that means sometimes I will take something away in order to make room for the better. And it says in the scriptures that if we as moms and dads know how to do that, how much more your heavenly father. Your father in heaven is not out to hit you like a whack-a-mole. He's not a cosmic killjoy. He is the one who wants you to succeed. He wants you to have good days. He wants you to experience the land that he has for you. And the price that you pay along this here is the prize that you have when someone else is struggling, that you can now help them. And there is no greater joy I have found in my life than helping someone else through something I've experienced. Be strong. Be courageous. Another thing I want you to see is in verse 7. He says, be strong and be courageous. Then he says this, and I find this very interesting. Be careful to do according to to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Now, at that time, this is all they had. They only had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And in fact, that's what they were working off of. That's what was called the law. We now see that God has taken the law and he's written it in our hearts. And Jesus came and he fulfilled the law. And Jesus, everything in the Bible points to Jesus. So when you read the scriptures, it says that the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So now when you see the law, when you read these verses, what you want to do is you want to see what is Jesus in these verses because he came and he fulfilled the Old Testament. He fulfilled the law and he says, now I'm writing it in your hearts. So not on a stone, but I'm putting it on hearts. And he's made the, the law and his life of liberty, the law of liberty in Christ Jesus is now in our hearts. And what he says is, if you want to succeed and enjoy the promised land, be strong and be courageous, and then be careful to do what God's word says. There is a lack of us in Christian life, and I'm doing being general, not saying you, but in general, there's a lack in the world today of honor and respect to God's word. Everything I do, I base on his word. 
And I have seen pastors who all of a sudden get an ideology. And they put the God's Word down and say, well, this is what I think. And I want to be careful that I never do that. Because God's Word, I believe, is the answer to every single question we face. And I don't just mean in life, even in mathematics. Even in science. Even in philosophy. In relationships. Everything. And so, when we have, we have to be careful. I have to be careful to do what God's Word says. But when I do what God's Word says, I get the rewards of God's Word and what it says. I can't justify my own behavior and expect that God will honor that and bless that. If I need to repent, and there's been times when I've had to change my thinking and change my thoughts because I needed to repent in something in order to line up with God's Word. And what I have found is when I've done that, it's opened doors for me. There have been times when I didn't. And I know what happened. Pastor Nelson refers to it as going around the mountain. We go around the mountain. We get back to that spot, and if I don't learn that lesson, if I don't change, if I don't do, I, I, I have a tendency to do it again. And I have learned that I would rather listen to God's prodding in my heart and the Holy Spirit's conviction in my life and change and repent. And I've had to apologize to some people that I didn't think I needed to apologize, but I've had to apologize to them. And as I've done that, doors have opened and relationships have been restored and territory has been gained because I am doing what God's Word says. I see three things in the command here that... Joshua receives, be strong. I told somebody a few days ago or a couple weeks ago, I said, literally look in the mirror and say, I can do this. I mean, I've had pep talks with David, and he listened. Literally, look in the mirror and say, David, you're stronger than this. David, you can do this. Look in the mirror and say, no, God, with God, I am a majority. If God is for me, who can be against me? Start qu quoting the scriptures. Start quoting his word. It says, if, if God is with me, then who can be against me? Do I believe that or not? He says, all those things that happened to me work together for good to those who are called. Do I believe that or not? It says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Do I believe that or not? I am expecting people to get healed when I come and I just touch them. I don't even think I have to pray for three minutes. I don't even think I have to pray for 30 seconds necessarily. I need to bring the power of the Holy Spirit and say, what do you want? God, give it to them. I've been watching, I've been reading how Jesus did it. I've been telling you. I've got this crazy idea of a shadow. I'm expecting myself to walk or ride my bike and have my shadow cause somebody to get healed. I'm expecting that. That is territory that I've asked God for this year. So if you see me coming by and it's sunny and I go like this, get ready. 
There's territory. Be strong. Parents, I want to talk to you for one second, a bit more than a second. What you accept in your house stays in your house. I'm going to get real, real, real brass tacks. If you allow the flu in your house, what's going to stay in your house? I had four kids. There were moments when we said, oh, it hit number one, it's going to hit number two, number three, number four, and it's going to hit you and me. It's going to hit all six of us. That was my mentality, and you know what? It did. Parents, I'm deadly serious here. If you want to get over the flu, have a no tolerance, have a zero tolerance policy with respect to the flu. My wife and I, I mean, she tells me, pray for my back. I sniffle, she puts her hand on my head. And you say, well, that's weird. Well, you know what? I certainly enjoy feeling good. I mean, feeling good is underrated. Sometimes I think we, we almost think we deserve to feel bad for ourselves. I'm tired of that. So parents, I, I'm, I'm serious here. Husband and wife join together and literally say, in this house, there is no flu going to be coming here. I don't care. The sniffles, all you're going to hear it once and then it's gone. Once and out of here because you thought you could come. But I have authority. Husbands, husbands, you are the head of your house. You are the gatekeeper of your house. You stand up. Your wife will stand with you. I have never seen a wife not want to stand behind side her husband. But I usually find the husbands are the ones. I mean, guys, we got to get stronger. I, I, we've got to stand up, men. And, and when I do that, my wife, I mean, she's all there. And if you thought I was competitive... But I'm serious. I have heard so many people in the last three weeks, I'm not feeling well. And you know what? I'm not, I understand that. I'm not feeling well. I understand that. Do you know what? Send me a message. Because I'll pray. And I'm not accepting that. I'm not, I, I, I do not accept the flu to stay rampant in your house. You have authority over it. I have authority over it. And I am sick and tired of it. And we've said, not in this house. Make it as simple. That is territory. I don't know about you, but would you love it if your children didn't get sick? I mean, I remember cleaning up diapers. I remember cleaning up throw-up. I remember cleaning up. Man, if I could do it without it, Hallelujah. Either we believe it or we don't. And I want to encourage you. We, we think of territory as something like, oh, the streets are going to be paved with gold. This is good. I'm going to have a Rolls Royce. I'm going and yet we don't even know how to live without the sniffles. I was talking to a lady this morning who told me, she says, I've got this huge battle in front of me, but she says, you know what? I'm taking one step, and I'm taking another step. She sees something down there, but she's learning one step. 
No more sniffles. Another step. I'm not going to allow the cold. Another step. No more flu. I'm not going to have sick days. And you say, gee, that means I don't get a day off. No, you get to work and you get to earn your money. And you know what? A boss, an employee, loves his employees that are like that. I just throw that in. Take another step. All of a sudden, headaches are gone. Flu's gone. And now you're standing in a place of divine strength, divine health, divine protection. You're standing in territory that you didn't think was possible. In Gerarda, it's possible, and you're doing it. Be strong. Be courageous. Do what the Word says. Man, it's 20 after. Can I take five more minutes? Can, can I give you something for five minutes? If you go to Joshua 5, I heard a couple people say yes. I didn't hear anybody say no. Thank you. A few days ago, I was reading in Joshua 5, because I've been meditating on this passage. And Joshua is getting ready to go and to, to cross the Jordan, which is amazing. <laughs> Crossing a river with no bridge. Uh, just think about that for a bit. But as he's preparing, he sees somebody in front of him who's got his sword drawn. And as I've been preaching this morning, there's, there's some of you sitting here and you're going, yeah, but you have no idea, David, what I'm up against. There are some of you here go, you have no idea what I've heard all my life. You have no idea what I'm up against. You have no idea the injustices. I don't. But Joshua is looking at this land, and he's getting ready to go into it. And he says, I'm going for it. And all of a sudden, there's somebody in front of him. And this just, this knocked me out. He looks and he sees this guy and he's got his sword drawn. And Joshua, he's ready to go and he says, are you with me or are you against me? Do you know what the response was? I've read this my whole life. I've literally read it hundreds of times. It came and it slapped me across the face. Do you know who was there? It says the commander of the army of the Lord. Another verse says it was the captain of the hosts. Do you know what they do is when they studied that and it, it found out that that actually was what theologians believe and what I believe was Jesus. <laughs> Here he is. He's getting ready to go into his promised land. He knows there's going to be trouble. He knows it's going to be a fight. He knows it's going to be a battle. He knows that everything's going to come up against him. He knows he's got to rally 600,000 men plus the kids. And he's got to take them. And God's saying, be strong and courageous. He's told that six or seven times in the space of like a month. Do you think there's some issues there? Joshua wasn't just like, raw, I'm Conan, let me go. He was Joshua. And he needed to be told to be strong and courageous. And as he's getting ready to go, and as you get ready to go, 
And this morning, I believe some of you are standing up and you're ready. You're ready to go, but you're looking at it and you're going, man, that's big. I'm here to tell you, be strong, be courageous, follow the Word of God. And as you're ready, there's somebody in front of you. And it's Jesus. Jesus. Not his lieutenant governor. Not some ambassador who would be pretty good. Not the army. Not the angel who's the strongest. But it is actually Jesus standing there. And Joshua says, are you with me or are you against me? And he goes and it's it's almost like, man, I was sent from heaven for you. This morning, I believe God's got territory for you today. I believe He's got new levels, new expectations, new blessings, new days in 2015. I believe territory is for you. But I'm here to tell you, you do not have to do it alone. You stand up, you be strong, and you be courageous, and you start to walk to that river Jordan, and all of a sudden, God Himself will be with you. Not a knockoff, not a reasonable facsimile of God Himself, Jesus. It said, Take off your shoes, and Joshua worshiped Him. And you'll find in the Old Testament that instances where people worshiped an angel wasn't actually an angel, it was Jesus. It's called a theophany. And Joshua there, as he's getting ready, it's almost like Jesus is standing there and goes, well, man, you're not going to do it alone. It's, it's, like, it's like Joshua's ready to go. And it's almost, when I read it this week, I literally started to cry. Because I've got some crazy, crazy, crazy dreams. I've shared a few of them with you. I'm not going to share them all, but I've got some crazy dreams. And as I was doing that, and I'm ready, in my spirit, I'm ready. And I'm standing there, and all of a sudden it says, Jesus is there. And he's like looking at me, and he goes, dude, David, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm not going to let you do it alone. I'm not just giving you this idea and then saying, see you later. When you die, you'll be with me in heaven. Up till then, you're on your own. No, every step that I take, he is with me. And his sword is drawn. And he is ready to take territory for me, with me. And what I find when you look at the battles that happen in the, new, in the scriptures, you find out that God went before them. He's the one that struck down Jericho. He's the one that put that rock in that sling. Can you imagine one pebble changing a nation? One pebble and a nation changed. You do your part. 
You do what you're required to do. You take the steps that God says that you're to do. You're careful to follow the scriptures. You're careful to know what he says. Be strong. Be courageous. Do his word. It's not 28 steps. It's like three things that I see. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything his word says to you. And all of a sudden, beside you comes Jesus with the, t- with the sword. And he's ready to do battle on your behalf. There's territory for you today. There's territory for you this year. We've looked at it from Abraham. We've looked at it how it was promised. And now I think it's ready. So I want to pray for you. A few weeks ago I asked if you had territory to, to close your eyes and, and to, to see the territory So if there's any of you here that has territory that God has told you, God has shown you. If if you were to close your eyes right now and you look and you say, you know what, there's territory ahead of me and man, it's it's beyond me. I want to pray for you. And I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but I just, if, if there's any of you here that look at the territory ahead of you and you say, you know what, I need God with me because I can't do this alone. I'd like you to raise your hand. And I'm going to exercise faith with the Scripture. And I'm going to come into alignment with His Word. And I'm going to ask God to be with you. I want to tell you, if your hands are raised, be strong. Be courageous. Do what the Word says. But I'm also here to tell you that the angel of the Lord, the commander of the army, Jesus, is with you. And every step you take on this journey to get to that territory, He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Heavenly Father, I don't believe you've given me these thoughts just to fill three Sundays. I believe you've given me these thoughts because you want lives changed. And this year, Lord, we are looking at territory. Territory that you have for a spiritual territory and physical territory. Territory that we can touch with our hands and territory that we see in the Spirit. And Lord, I pray for everyone here that can look and see in their eyes and they can see territory ahead of them. Lord, I ask that you would be with them, quicken them, strengthen them, anoint them. Lord, that they would be strong, that they would be courageous, and that they would meditate and do all that your word says, because then they will have good success. Lord, I ask God for an amazing revelation of your territory. And Lord, I I release the territory to everyone here today. In your precious name, amen. Amen. I want to dismiss you. If anybody would like prayer, if you could come forward and we'll pray for you. I've asked Shane and Karen if they would join us in prayer. My uh, And Sandra, if you could come. I'd like to just run to the back, but I think my wife will stay up here and, and pray with you. God bless you. Having a, a great week.